Hello, everyone, and welcome to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss, and I am the host of Lag Radio, your weekly source of video game appreciation, chiptune idolatry, super sweet giveaways, and so very much more. On the show this evening, episode 29, our first episode of the winter quarter, we are covering a legendary game. We are covering Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Or I guess if one of you guys wants to take over the the announcer voice, he actually never says it in the game. But oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, huh? Unfortunately. All right. Well, super. Yeah, we're doing Super Smash Brothers we Ultimate. Can, yeah. Came out just this past year, just a pack, couple months ago, actually, right? November. December. Yeah. Uh, December twelfth, I think. Dang. Yeah. Very recent. We've never covered such a recent game on the show before. So here we are. We're going to be talking all things Smash. A little over a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the history and development of the game. We're going to be discussing the story, what what there is of it, of course. It's a fighting game after all, but we'll talk about the story. We will talk about the soundtrack itself and play music from it. And finally, go over the gameplay. Yes, that sweet, sweet Smash gameplay. This evening on the show, I bring to you the first time ever, I think, or actually no, I think I've had three guests once before maybe, but this time we have a brand new face in the crowd. Hello there. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi, everyone. I'm Henry. Uh, I host Nippon Overdrives now Saturdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Thanks for having me, Mr. Chris. Thank Mar- you, sir. Marmar. <laughs> it's, it's all <laughs> yeah. good. They know my name. They know my name right now. We're also joined by a certain hello. I could just be Alex, too. You could just be Alex? Yeah. I've been Alex my entire KCI life, so okay. I'm good with just Alex. Just Alex. You've DJ technically just been Alex, Alex your just entire just- life. That's true. <laughs> okay. I'm Brandon, by the way. <laughs> Welcome back, Brandon. Hello. And yes, my name. Last again time I saw him, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt How you. Last dare time you I know. last time I saw him, I think was uh, Spec Ops: The Line, right? Was that was that before Gone Home? No, or Gone was Home was, was Gone Home was after. Oh, okay. Gone Home was gone after. Home. So it was Gone Home. Yeah, yeah. which was, was a go- while back. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like thirteen episodes ago or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. a little less, but yeah. it's been a while. It's been so. a while. But who's the man on the on the mic? Oh, my the name main, is Mama the, the Midboss. I am known for uh, lag radio here at KCI 8.9 FM in Irvine. And formerly. And formerly of World Without Words. So, rip. rip. Oh, sad. Yes, but not the Midboss. That was just Marmar. No, that was the, that was <laughs> the OG Marmar. Yes, now I've been upgraded. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Got <you> promoted. <laughs> All right, so we are talking Smash Ultimate. We're going to start off the show, of course, setting the stage and listening to some music. So we're going to listen to Hideki Sakamoto with the song or Life Or shall we Light. say, selecting the stage. Hey, select. Hey. And we're not random this time. No, I can. Hey. See. <laughs> it is selected. Life Light in English. We're going to listen to the opening theme of the game first. And then after that, we're going to listen to The Dark Realm by Ryu Hamamoto. If you want to call in a little bit later, we're going to be doing a giveaway. 949-824-5824. Later. Not now. Later. 949 949- 824-5824. We've got this mixed up in the past before. People have been calling in like, hey, I want my stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. When I tell you yeah, at like around 730 If you're new to the show, it's always in the last 30 minutes. So yes, just got to yeah. wait for that. Wait for, listen to the whole episode, get some information, chill out, and then get crazy. And then get crazy, yeah. So get it in your speed dial for now, though. 949-UCI-KUCI is going to be the number you want to call. Tonight's giveaway, as we do every single night, we do something different related to the game. Tonight is going to be a really sweet uh, metal smash logo badge and you can choose either copper you can choose silver or you can choose gold nice. um, it's not made of you gold you can't choose ultimate promise. no oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you can choose a color of your choosing for the smash badge that I will have happily shipped to your doorstep right away in due order so 949-UCI-KUCI a little later on if you want to check out our, fo- our Facebook and our Twitter they are Facebook and Twitter dot com slash radio. You can also find me on Instagram. It's at DJ double underscore Marmar. And finally, our show archive, which I'm regrettably still a little bit behind on, but I am doing some stuff. We just did an update. Actually, I did an interview with a super cool artist, chiptune, synthwave, metal, fusion sort of project called Technomage. I've played on the show before. I did an interview with that artist. So check out lagradio.kuci.org for the full thing, as well as all the previous shows and the playlists. And you know, you know, you know. And that's going to just about do it for now. Let's listen to the music. Let's me stop talking for a second. And we will catch you in just a little bit for the history and development of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Bid Boss. Once again, I'm joined by Henry, Alex, and Brandon. And we are Lag Radio. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by Henry, Alex, and Brandon, and we are Lag Radio. You just got done listening to the first two songs of this evening's set. Most recently was Ryo Hamamoto with the song The Dark Realm. Before that one was Hideki Sakamoto, the main composer, I think, of uh, the soundtrack to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. The song's called Life Light English, and that was, of course, the opening song. So we're discussing Super Smash Bros, and we're going to start, of course, where else? The history and development. We're going to start at the beginning with a man known as Masahiro Sakurai, of course. And he is the creator of the Smash series uh, alongside Satoru Iwata, of course, rest in peace. And he began his career in video games, actually, first, at the age of 19, the tender age of 19. He made a little guy, a little cute pink fluffball character named Kirby. Of course, he wasn't pink, I guess, in the beginning, right? He was black and white. Yeah, because it was yeah. the original Game Boy. But yeah, he kind of created Kirby, no big deal. And then uh, he worked for a number of years doing further entries in the Kirby series. But then he started to kind of grow a little jaded by how it's like everyone's always anticipating the next sequel. And he just wanted to kind of get away from that. So he said, I'm going to Which is leave. why he jumped right into Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, right, basically. <laughs> so yeah, so he- The most uh, demanding of all sequel type people mm-hmm. who want to play games. <laughs> Pretty much. So he left uh, HAL Laboratory, which had actually at that point made the first Smash. But still, he uh, founded a company called Sora Limited. And uh, yeah, so at that point, Smash already been established. They'd already even released Melee at the time that he left the company, HAL Laboratory, back in 2001. Um, But unfortunately, Sora didn't really find a whole lot of success in their stuff that wasn't Smash related. They did release something for the Nintendo DS called Meteos. And I think Sora was more of of a way for him to like as a licensing thing or something like that to get all mm. these companies like as to license I something like that it was like a company in order to get licenses from other companies kind of centered around smash brothers brawl you know in order to make that easier as you know i'll have to look into it but it was sure it was less of a game a game company and more of just a kind of a way to get uh are these other companies involved in one project kind of thing sure like a tool for making smash happen because mm-hmm. there's a lot of licensing things if mm-hmm. of course i'm sure everyone who's listening if you've played games before you've probably heard of super smash brothers that is is it is basically the nintendo version of the avengers it's just every crossover series known to mankind pretty much so yeah there's a lot of licensing issues which we'll touch on later but yeah so sora limited did find little success in kid icarus uprising for the 3ds but primarily speaking Smash. It's all about that Smash. And, uh, yeah, so it's funny because even though he's been, you know, such an aversion to, to sequels in general, he's still the director, creator, everything. He's the heart of all things Smash, really. The master hand. The master hand, if you will. Yes, most certainly. <laughs> and uh, with Ultimate, though, so we're not going to touch on the earlier games as much because we've got a lot to cover with this new one. But with this new one, with Ultimate, he said, we're going to make it have everything we're gonna have every single character in all the previous smash games we're gonna have all the stages we're gonna have the music this is going to be a smash that is not going to disappoint anyone and he wanted it to be really deserving of the title ultimate yeah and some some back story about that he had to actually decide whether or not to create a whole new game or a sequel with a new engine and everything and you know just kind of had decide which characters to had to come back and which um were created for the game and he decided to rather use the engine that was on the wii u one the uh smash 4 3ds and uh wii u and uh include everyone so it was kind of a tough decision between making a sequel or kind of making a like an ultimate compilation like best of and so he thought like this is the only time this is going to be possible so i'm just going to do i'm going to do this and just put everyone in it yeah yeah Oh yeah, for sure. And I think one of the one of the things too, he's talked a couple of times in the past about retiring. He's announced yeah. like I'm going to step away from games. He, uh, I think Brandon, you may have might have known a little bit more about his like physical issues. Yeah. So the one that I heard mainly was that um, when he was developing Kid Icarus. So well, a widely known thing to step back a little bit is that playing Kid Icarus on any difficulty other than the base difficulty, like easiest difficulty, your wrists are just going to get destroyed. Like the amount of actions you have to do is is insane. So of course, Sakurai being the perfectionist he is, he's testing all of these ways to play the game. So his hands like and his wrists got 
super destroyed around that time. But he still puts in as much effort into new Smash games as he did before all of that happened. So it's like slowly deteriorating him physically, Mm -hmm. but he's still dedicated to it. Dang, yeah, dude. It's yeah. crazy. This is I mean, it's his baby. It's his child. And he mm-hmm. wants to make sure that it's it's yeah, being taken care of. Maybe, yeah, he's just not ready to step back yet. But I'm wondering, maybe with the release of Ultimate, that this might be his all right, this is everything. Yeah, there there was that I, I can't remember which reveal trailer it was. I think it was the one where he said every character is back. And there's this part in the trailer where he just gives this look like no one ever asked me for anything yep. ever again. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I am done. But I feel like when the next Nintendo system comes out, he's just going to be right back in it. Oh, I, yeah, geez. I feel like he is, but we'll see. I really want him to make. I want yeah. him to make like more games, honestly, rather than Smash. Mm, right. Like different games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because Kid Icarus Uprising was fantastic, and that's mm-hmm. the one I think that really like put him into like just going crazy. And so it's mm-hmm. and he. I know he said he's not going to report that or. Do I don't know if he said he's not going to do a sequel for Switch, but I would just love to see you know anything else from him other than Smash because like all his work is incredible, mm. like Medios even was was great. Yeah, that was a launch title, right, for the DS? I, think. I don't remember. No, I think maybe it was because I feel like it got a lot of attention for some reason like that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I want to say it was a launch title. Yeah, I do know that unfortunately with Kid Icarus Uprising, after that the Project Sora team, which was kind of like their development side of things had to shutter their doors so I don't know if we'll ever really see more from Sakurai that's not Smash. Yeah I was confused by that because I mean they have Sora in the credits of this game but yeah. I thought that they had dissolved too so. There's Project Sora and then there's Sora Limited uh, okay. and Sora Limited is the thing that still persists is the Smash thing but when it came to making the games like Meteos and uh, Kid Icarus that was the, I got, yeah, the okay. development side was Project Sora. Yeah and correction about the Sora Limited thing I, it actually was um, a an, it was built as an agency to contract Sakurai as a freelance game designer. Oh, so the kind of the opposite oh. way. So it was like yeah. he was so sick of you know being like the head of something that he just wanted to like just do his freelance work, oh. and that's how it started. And then you know Project Sora, Nintendo announced the formation of Project Sora, which is yeah. So I see. Well, speaking of that licensing stop. though, like that is one of the biggest issues because there's so dang many series to cross over. Like yeah, originally. you see the title and you see all the copyrights on the bottom of it. Yeah, see, yeah that's, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of it's this. It's pretty wild. Originally though, like the original Smash Bros. games, right? We only had like Nintendo owned stuff. We had Mario, Donkey Kong. You had Link. You had your Samus from Metroid. They were like the big stars in the N64 version. But since then, they've introduced so many other characters from so many other IPs, stuff that I would have never possibly guessed back in those days, like even of Melee. Like, I would not have expected Cloud from Final Fantasy VII to be in Smash mm-hmm. battling alongside Yoshi <laughs> and like Bowser or something. It's just wild. Or Snake from Metal Gear, right? Snake was a big surprise for people. Yeah. Uh, in Brawl, it was Snake and Sonic were the ones that yeah. were like, how is this happening? Yeah, Sonic was a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, Ryu from Street Fighter is in there. Mm-hmm. Shulk from Xenoblade Chronicles. Just tons and tons. So licensing all these characters for their games, uh, covering the music to all of these titles, the rearrangements of that, it is a massive undertaking. So I'm sure that there is a lot of time and a lot of energy that was spent making this game it, that wasn't put into necessarily making like the engine and all that. That was instead focused onto the licensing. But it worked, and here we are with a really, really outstanding game. Let's listen to a little more music from said game, and then we will jump back into the history and development. Let's listen to Yoko Shimomura with the song Vega Stage, original uh, composer of Vega Stage, if I'm not mistaken. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Same composer. Yeah, same composer of the Kingdom Hearts series. Very, mm-hmm. very well known. And Super Mario RPG and Chrono Cross, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. She's done. She's one of my favorite composers. Stop being so good. I know. Why are you so good? <laughs> Jeez. So we're going to listen to Vega Stage off of the Smash Brothers Ultimate soundtrack, of course. Later on, call in 949-UCI-KUCI, and you will be able to get that sweet, sweet sweet smash badge that i'm going to send your way is a metal pin that you can put on your lapel put on your uh, hat i don't know whatever you want to do with it. it is the smash logo and it's going to be yours either in copper in silver or in gold 949 uci kuci in the meantime enjoy yokushimamura with vegas stage you are listening to kuci 88.9 fm in irvine my name is marmar the mid boss and you are listening to lag radio 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by Henry, Alex, and Brandon, and we are Lag Radio. We are talking Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Just came out last month, in fact, December of 2018. Came from Sora Limited and Bandai Namco Studios, and, of course, published by the big boss, Nintendo. So we're talking about history and development. We're going to discuss a little bit more about some of the other difficulties with the game. Of course, one of them is how do you take this gigantic roster of characters in all something like, what was it? I've got the number somewhere else in my notes written down. It's something like 73 characters. Yeah, yeah. like it depends on how you break down yeah, certain characters. But yeah. yeah, I think yeah. there's 69. And then um, with DLC scheduled, there's going to be 74 or something. Yeah, just this crazy amount of characters. How are you going to take all these, especially ones from like previous games, and balance them all? How do you make some of them not super crazy OP? Like I think Meta Knight f- was originally in like really OP in team, Brawl, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. And then who who the crap played Rob? Like wasn't Rob Derpy or? Yeah, in like every single Smash he's been in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's basically. Not great. Yeah. So that's a challenge I think is trying to make some of these characters like not completely overpowered. To, to other ones. You want to make it like, clearly there's always going to be a tier, right? There's always going to be a tier yeah. list. There's always going to be certain people that have like better kits or something. But generally you want it so that if someone wants to play a not so great character, they can train up and they can be on a similar level with some of these higher tier characters, right? So yeah, that's something that they devoted a lot of time, a lot of uh, effort and energy into doing. And what do you, what do you guys feel like was the result? How do you feel about the balance in this game? I haven't had actually been able to play all the characters yet because there's so many. You know, I always forget. <laughs> it's like I may have p- played a fifth of them, and even then, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. a good amount. Yeah, for me, I think the one the one standout is that Inkling. Inkling is by far, I think, the closest to being broken, just because their move, uh, their side B move, is it. Um, it's their roller from Splatoon. Uh, oh, you know yeah. what it's called? The roller, yeah. It's just called the roller, right? So they'll roll, and if they hit you, then you're stuck in the ground. And the amount of time you're stuck in the ground is way too long. So they can just come up, charge a smash for way too long, and you're automatically dead. Um, and the move's not slow or anything like that. Hmm. So just off of one move, I think they're probably the most broken. But overall, everyone else seems fairly balanced. Like, no, no one's too weak in any way even Pichu is like considered top tier now and Pichu used to be one of the worst characters in Melee so Jeez. They, they've worked hard at it alright Henry yeah. what do you think um, I mean I, again I haven't played too much of them either I usually just go for straight from my mains sure and I didn't sure. then occasionally, um, occasionally experiment with them but I mean from what I played I think it has been pretty balanced I especially like the change did with Game & Watch mm-hmm. um, oh yeah yeah cause they I, added like they used the actual like was it they changed like his his attack frames to match the games that he's from mm-hmm. instead of just taking like a stick figure and doing the attack so it adds a lot more character to the character hmm. in that like i'm trying to think of some like um i don't know like the uh, spray the the spray th- action or whatever like he has like the hat on and stuff and right, it's just like right. oh where he's a firefighter or no it's no, which it, I, I think it's like the bug spray one it's like a donkey kong 3 one Something like that, yeah. Huh. But either way, like, or whatever, he just had, like, looks like the game that he's from instead yeah. of just, like, with a face, with without a face and no eyes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all the, the characters in the game were decided from the get-go, actually, during development, except for just one. So all of them, even prior to, like, right in the beginning of the development stage, the whole team, Sora Limited, already knew, okay, we want these folks, we're going to get them in there, except for one. They had just one slot, and that was for a... Pokemon, some Pokemon from Sun and Moon, which eventually, of course, turned out to be Incineroar. How do you guys feel about Incineroar? Have you played with I or haven't, I haven't played him. I like him a lot. i just not really good with him. Okay. <laughs> That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, for me, he's he's really good, but his recovery is very bad. Terrible, yeah. So you mm. have to plan your recovery well ahead of time to be able to execute it. But he was one of my favorite Pokemon in Sun and Moon when I played it, so I was like stoked that he was in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Sweet. I love that, that there is such a casual appeal of this game to people mm-hmm. and yet we can still talk about like recovery and execution oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and wave dashing and this all this stuff like dude there's yeah there's a lot of depth which is really cool um uh, yeah so there are going to be some dlc characters for the game of course just this is the nature of how video games are these days just like the wii u and Got patches DLC. and patches they yeah. balanced a lot of 3ds wii u smash so i'm hoping or, there will be a lot of balancing yeah more rebalancing and yeah they already did one i'm pretty sure 
It, mm. Well, oh was, yeah, they did, and they didn't announce what they changed. Exactly, which is so yeah. frustrating. What which the is the does. pro players. That's the thing they hate the most because in the entire world. Is it's that. so strange because yeah. in the last game they did. They said like mm-hmm. adjusted the power of this or whatever, or even with Splatoon they would tell you like specifics. Right. Mm-hmm. But with this game, it's like altered some players and then listed like the names of them. And it's like <laughs> that does not help at all. <laughs> that's okay. that's so irritating. How? Thanks. <laughs> so right now we do have two uh, DLC characters announced, one of which you can actually get for free for early adopters of the game. It is the Piranha Plant from the Mario series, of course. Yeah, super cool. It's got little legs, right? <laughs> got little feetsies. It's, I mean, it's, it's that's one of the things, like, I think with Mr. Game & Watch, um... Rob was another one. Um, just like a lot of the just completely left field characters. We uh, we fit trainer another one. It's like yeah, you just would right, never yeah, expect yeah. to be in this game for real. And then like okay, where's piranha plant? Like the like the pot <laughs> the potted piranha plant. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Not PD piranha or anything. It's just, just yep. your regular piranha. And those are piranha those are my favorite characters because it's just like what <laughs> for what reason made you? Them? Yeah, yeah. You put all this time and money and energy. The announcement into was so good. <laughs> Such oh, a. Yeah, Oh, so good. So yeah, so we can look forward to Piranha Plan available free for the early adopters of the game and perhaps more excitingly for some of us, Persona 5's Joker 5. That was an even more left turn. That is, yeah. No one was expecting that idea. No way. Like for me, so Persona 5, I finished it last year or two years ago. I can't remember at this point. But once I finished it, I was like, okay, that's probably one of my top four or five favorite games of all time. Like, it's amazing. And Sakurai heard you. He's like, okay. Yeah, he's like, Brandon, <laughs> yeah, you. Gotcha. I got you. And uh, so they revealed it during the Game Awards. Mm. And um, I can't remember who was talking. I think Reggie was talking. They revealed talking it on, on the night of the game launching, too. Yeah. Oh, which oh, was yeah. even better. Like, I, I saw this, and then I drove to Best Buy to pick up my Exa- game. Yeah. Like, like 30 <laughs> minutes later. Just the ultimate move. Ultimate. Everyone in so, line were like, oh, no, I didn't. Or, like, most people in line didn't know that they announced right. it because they were waiting in line. Yeah. And it was during so the cool. Game Awards, which is, like, getting bigger but not the biggest issue. Sure. Um, but That's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, right. we can talk about that. So Reggie was on stage, and then uh, footage just started playing behind yeah, the, him the, on stage. The, of course, the stage glitched out. And it's like, oh, yeah. what's happening? Are we getting hacked? This kind of thing. And then, so I'm seeing Persona 5 footage, and I'm like, oh, this must be the rumored Persona 5R. Like, there's some remake happening or remaster going mm-hmm. on. And then I'm part of the trailer. He flips over the invite, which is a common thing in the game, and he flips it over, and there's a Smash logo. And I was like, "There we go." Okay, <sighs> and now, so Sakurai. And just, yeah, amazing. And just so you guys are aware, who are listening and not uh, not completely in the know, um, each DLC character comes with a stage for them. Yep, and music. And the character, yeah. so you're Persona not just getting character. music, man. Yeah, you're. Yeah. We're getting. We're getting some. Uh, Shoji Meguro. Shoji Meguro. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be so good. So so good. And whoever else is coming, I think yeah. was there four more or. Yeah, there's, there's at least there's four more. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So this is and it's Nintendo, be a wild year. Nintendo has said that Joker from Persona Five is, uh, like that's the type of character we should yeah. expect. So it's not just gonna be like. Waluigi, like it's gonna be crazy, completely characters. like it's probably a licensed yeah. character yeah. Right. or something completely out of. Yeah, yeah. so I've heard some rumors: Banjo Kazooie going mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. flying around. I've heard Doom Guy. Doom, Doom Guy. guy. I, would love Doom. I would love Doom. I would love Doom Guy. Yeah. Whoa. I think um, Doom Guy would be so good. Yeah, the main character from Ninja Gaiden has been rumored. Uh, oh, Ryu, Ryu Hayabusa. Ryu. Yeah. yeah. So we have two Ryus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of so you have yeah. Xander ah. Mobus, Ryu, and Ryu. <laughs> Ryu. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of internet swell for Sans from um Oh from Undertale. Undertale. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I get I could dig some more like indie throws. Right. Like not just the shovel knight trophy we get, but a little more. All right, I could dig mm-hmm. that. Well, when it came to the DLC characters, Sakurai didn't really take the same route as he did for Smash 4, which was where he asked the fans for input on who to add. Instead, he said, you know what? Fans mess things up. I'm just going to do this myself. This is my possibly my last Smash game. Who knows? Uh, I'm just going to select it. So the team selected the DLC characters based on what sort of play styles or diversity he wanted to have to round out the cast. Which so I really, think is fair, and I think yeah. it's, that's going to be really fun. Rather yeah, than yeah, just yeah. having characters that are all going to be like sword fighters or all like brawler types. Yeah, I feel like we've got a lot of sword fighters. That's We'll talk about that in uh. gameplay, but <laughs> we got a lot of sword fighters. <laughs> so another part of the game that was uh, big in the development was World of Light, and we'll discuss that a little bit in, in just a little bit, a little bit more. But um, yeah, it was added on because of how well-received the subspace emissary game type was from Brawl. And what he wanted to do with this was he wanted to produce this challenging, unique experience to the players who don't necessarily have a lot of interest in competitive multiplayer or if they just that's me uh, yeah yeah exactly right 
I haven't. Yeah. I've barely played any multiplayer. I played with you guys, which was very fun. Yeah. Um, I think if you find a base of people or a group of people that you kind of match evenly with, it's really fun. Yeah. But if you're just getting pummeled because you don't know a lot of the meta, then it's just not that fun. But uh, yeah, I played 30 hours of World of Light. I actually beat it too. So All right, I fully enjoyed that. We're going to rely on you in just a little bit, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about the soundtrack as well, but one of the big parts when it comes to the development of that was that Sakurai reached out directly himself to a number of composers to get some help with selecting this massive soundtrack. Yeah, one of my favorite things from Brawl, finally coming back and just the immense amount of music and composers and remixes and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was super satisfied with that. Like, more so, it's completely eclipsed Brawl as my favorite Smash Brothers because of the music, um, mainly the music. Like, they included all, I, as far as I know, like... Pfft, 95% of the music from all the other games. For sure. Yeah. He, he The way he did it was pretty neat. He gave this database of over a thousand song ideas. He sent it out to the composers that he reached out to. Of course, made them sign non-disclosure agreements and uh, allowed them to pick out which game, which songs he wanted in, they wanted in the game. So not just stuff that they themselves have made, but other composers have made too. And not including, you know, the many original arrangements done also, not not including, yeah, the Hideki Sakamoto and other composers that worked on the original stuff. So, yeah, over 800 tracks, almost 900, I think, if you include the sound test and all the or other, like, little menu themes and stuff. It's not enough, Sakurai. We need more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that alone is worth the price of admission, in my opinion. You yeah. get yeah. the entire, like, entire soundtrack over 800 songs that you could play as an mp3 player if you really wanted to on your switch but yep and make your own playlists and stuff so so clearly there was just an immense amount of work that went into this even though when i first saw it announced i was thinking that's a smash 4 port why do i want to buy a smash 4 port on the switch but then everyone's here everyone is here and all this (laughs) it definitely does feel a lot like the last smash brothers but Mm -hmm. it is i don't know it's it is a whole lot better i think Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, oh, talk, like they fixed yeah. a lot of the single player stuff and everything so yeah so it's it's so far i don't want to get too much into the gameplay and, and some of the the final thoughts and all that but <laughs> generally speaking you know it's a good game this is not this is not a flop at all by any means by any stretch so let's get into some more music let's talk about the story uh, shortly after that if you want to call in later on at 949-UCI-KUCI 949-824-5824 you'll be able to win a smash badge pin that you can uh, put anywhere you want that you could pin something to it'll be either copper silver or gold if you are choosing just make sure you call in when i tell you to later on 949-UCI-KUCI and i think that's gonna just about do it let's listen to Torin with the song the light realm prologue and then after that, we're going to listen to, eh, you know, you might recognize it from a certain game. You'll see. You'll see. Enjoy it. Thank you for listening to KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar and the Boss. I'm joined by Henry, Alex, and Brandon. We are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar and the Boss. I'm joined by Henry, Alex, and Brandon, and we are discussing Smash Ultimate here on Lag Radio. Just got done listening to the song Bloody Tears slash Monster Dance by Michiko Naduke, and before that one was Torine with the song The Light Realm Prologue. We are now talking about the story of the game. Well, what little story there is. Alex, I think he knows a little bit more since you put in, oh, about 30-ish hours into World of Light. Yeah, 31 hours it took me to beat World of Light. But that was 100%ing it, too. So before it was, I mean, if I were to rush through it, it would probably go a lot faster. But I wanted to make sure I got every spirit, every fighter, every item, everything, um, which took an extra, I would say probably, oh, I don't know. I mean, to, like, cover up all the loose ends took a couple hours but if i were for if i were just rushing through i probably have a lot more hours of uh of tying up loose ends but um yeah it's essentially it's a very very kind of um thin story it starts mm-hmm. off with some it has some really good cutscenes. this game and they only had about eight i think in total but um i really wish they had more and like did a subspace emissary thing or at least put the ones that the the reveal um, trailers as like part of the story but they didn't do that um, and it's basically just kind of the end of Infinity War um, for the start of World of Light <laughs> and I'll, I won't spoil that movie for you but I mean it's been long enough but yeah essentially uh, Kirby gets out and he because he's the only like super powerful one with his star um, and you start off as Kirby you gather all the other fighters 
um the whole the point of it is or not the point of it but the um where's my phone um kind of the plot of it is that this um this force uh galim is uh capturing all of these um spirits or rather uh the fighters mm-hmm. uh, do you have do you have a better uh structure of this i don't have it all well here. you've got galim who happens to be some sort of interplanetary force and just kind of comes down from the heavens one day on the smash world or whatever and all the fighters are like there together kind of put aside their qualms for the time being not fighting anymore and throwing pokeballs at each other and <laughs> uh <laughs> and they're like whoa look at all these master hands we have to take down like 30 apiece holy crap because apparently galim controls like a bajillion master hands uh, but unfortunately, the characters, the fighters, are are heroes and protagonists. They are actually all taken out. They're all like spirited away somewhere. And Kirby's Good only movie. One... <laughs> solid, solid. Studio Ghibli, <laughs> ten out of ten. Um, but yeah, they they don't make it out. The only one who does is Kirby, and he is the one who has to like take control of the world basically because the universe has been going under. And Galim was, I guess, making carbon copy clones of all of the... Yeah, so he would put different spirits into the fighters, and that's kind of their reasoning for how they uh, kind of appropriate certain fighters to be uh, someone else, uh, like, kind of take on their attributes or take on what their character is. And so the whole uh, mode, and all spirit mode in, in general, is all just these different characters from many different games as other characters and the stage and the music and everything kind of go coincide and make this really fun kind of, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but it's just very charming. The whole mode is because if you played any of the games, it's not just, Oh, we'll make, you know, um, jiggly, not jigglypuff, but I'm trying to think of a more broad thing, but like make like detective Pikachu as Pikachu. It's like they, one of my favorite ones was buzz buzz. If you remember our earthbound episode, um, very Mm -hmm. early on buzz buzz gets, killed by uh <laughs> pokey's mother yeah and so the buzz buzz spirit is a super tiny game and watch to look like a fly oh. and it has it like is near death and you just hit it once and it dies that is <laughs> oh, no. and so it's adorable. in it's in uh uh one at i guess oh, but anyway yeah so they 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 add these they do these little character touches and stuff and and i can't remember recall any other ones off the top of my head but um just really uh really nice little uh, like throwbacks and nods to specific events in a game yeah sure there's one i think for um metal gear where you're <clears throat> the spirit is the boss and i think it might be a ladder stage where she had to still climb up while fighting at the same time the background mu- the background music is um um snake eater from metal oh, gear Solid yeah. so nice. you just hear you're still in a dream <laughs> <laughs> like, going, yeah. nice yeah it's so good all right, all so they, right. They really um, theme it well. All right, I dig that. For the story. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the story, though, I think. Like, there's not a whole lot to, to cover yeah. on it. Yeah, at least without getting into spoilers and stuff. Yeah. Sure. I mean, usually we're pretty okay with spoilers, but I think some of the people in the room, including myself, have not played through it yeah. yet. And the, so. and the game's pretty new, so yeah. I guess for the audience, too. <laughs> that's true, yeah. yeah. Maybe they haven't gotten the chance to get it yet. So we will, uh, we will, we will skip that portion, and we're going to jump into the soundtrack shortly, but... Well, I can still talk about... Uh, you can still talk about it? Yeah, what are you guys talking about? I just dodged out real quick. Oh, that's all good. No, no, no. We're going to uh, talk about the soundtrack and Hideki Sakamoto, the original arrangements and all that. So Alex also is a very big fan of the music. Well, I was going to talk about more about uh, oh, World about of Light. Oh, about World of Light? Enough. Well, we were trying to keep spoilers to a minimum. Oh, okay. Because we were what thinking you do. that Brandon had the good point that it came out pretty recently yeah, compared yeah, to a lot of the other games we played. I agree. So I will just say that there's... Um, I don't know. It's it's very still a very thin story, but there's some. It it ends with a pretty epic. Um, I don't know. It's 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 good. It could have been better, but it ends really. Um, you you feel like emotionally vested. I'd say. Would you say that after twenty or ish so hours, you think it was worth? I I did. I like the uniqueness of each uh, each character and how some of them are more difficult than others, and I like collecting all of them. Okay. But the um um. Yeah, the final the final moments were were pretty fun, and yeah, I, it's hard to say anything without spoiling it, so I won't okay. say that. So don't play it for the story necessarily, but play it for like the missions and the creativity. Yeah, the of it. yeah okay. the, it's hard to say. Like like I don't know. It was very. It felt very like I don't know. It was worth it. The cost, uh, the price of admission, just to just to play that, and that's it. All right. I think sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Alex, for stopping by. 
Thank you for having me. And we will see you for a future episode for sure. Yep. All right, cool. So let's listen to some music. Let's get a couple of brief messages in from the public of services. And uh, we will see you just a little bit. Let's listen to Shinji Ushiroda with the song Vampire Killer. It's a new remix here from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, of course. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I am joined by Henry and only Brandon now. Sad face, miss you, Alex. <laughs> and we will carry on in your honor. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio here with me, Marma the Midboss. I'm joined by Henry and Brandon, and we are Lag Radio. We just got done listening to two songs off of the Smash Brothers Ultimate soundtrack. We listened to Yasushi Asada with the song Brin Star Depths, of course, originally from Super Metroid. And before that was Shinji Ushiroda with the song Vampire Killer New Remix. We have finished talking about the short little bit of story in the game via World of Light. Thank you again for Alex to joining us and delivering some discussion on that. For now, though, let's talk a little bit about the soundtrack that we've been listening to. So Hideki Sakamoto was the composer for a lot of the original arrangements, but there were a whole lot of other composers involved as well. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with regards to the soundtrack is about how big... And this is true for the whole game, really. But customization so, so big in this game with everything that you can just customize to your tastes. And when it comes to the soundtrack, so this is something that was true for Smash 4, I believe, right? Yeah, Where, uh, you could do yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you could adjust which songs appear on which stages, at what frequency, whatever you want. But what they did do in this game is they changed how the music itself is organized so that music for, like, as default, music for a certain stage can contain music from any stage as long as it's part of the same series so if you're playing a pokemon stage you're going to be getting music from pokemon games is that am i getting that right yeah that's correct okay yeah and that's pretty cool though like that's the fact that that's just now default now and you you don't necessarily have like the same song playing on the same map every single time right of course with 800 tracks yeah you're gonna have (laughs) a very better let me customize yeah exactly so overall, though, with regards to the soundtrack, there are a really ton and ton, ton of amazing arrangements, and there's a lot of lesser-known tracks, a lot of lesser-known games that get some some recognition in here. Um, you know, we've listened to Bloody Tears and Vampire Killer from Castlevania, Brin Startups from Super Metroid, but uh, we'll listen to sometimes there's like a uh, song from Electroplankton, I think oh, yeah. that game. Right, yeah, yeah, I saw that when That's I was going through the soundtrack too. today. Oh, right, yeah. exactly. There's a stage for that. There's a song for that. Mm-hmm. There's some music from that. It's yeah, it's really cool how they they got everything right. They wanted everything in this game. Really, we we got the delivery. Now, especially like we've been listening to this Castlevania stuff is super super good. But also, as we kind of touched on earlier, dude, that Shoji Megaro though, mm-hmm. that's gonna be sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. You both have played the Persona series? I have not. <gasps> I know that's travesty. <laughs> I, I definitely get need to get into it because five is absolutely my aesthetics. Mm. Yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, but I've heard a lot of good things about the Persona series in general anyway, so Right. Yeah. It's just about high time I started somewhere. Yeah, for me for me, Persona Five was the first one I ever played. Um but I do definitely want to go back because there were a few that came out on 3DS. I think they're Persona Q game, like they're spinoffs mm-hmm. of the Persona uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. So I do want to go back and play those. But um, yeah, the songs that we're going to get from Persona 5 once Joker comes out, are they're going to be great. Because like the bass songs from Persona 5 already seem like they're, they would fit in Smash kind of a thing. So I, mm. I'm really eager to see what they what they can do with it. Because mo- most of these remixes, while they are awesome, it's just like, oh, let's change all of the synth instrumentation into, like, actual guitar instrumentation. Mm. But Persona 5 is already, like, a live band type of um, aesthetic, so maybe they'll change it to synthesizers, go reverse with it. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm, like, really eager to see what they do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, well, gameplay. This is going to mm. be the big one, I think. So gameplay is very important for Smash. And first off, I think that there might be like two people out there who have never played Super Smash Brothers before <laughs> or any of the incarnations. So real briefly, in this new game, you can play up to eight players, though traditionally it is four, of course, like the original games were uh, meant to be. They showdown on a battlefield that has been inspired by dozens and dozens of different video games throughout all of history of video games, especially 
particularly Nintendo video games. There's crossovers all over the place. You can see, like, Ness from Earthbound fighting Krom from Fire Emblem Awakening on a level that looks like PictoChat. <laughs> um, you've got Mega Man beating the stuffing out of Pac-Man, and you've got Isabel from Animal Crossing using her fishing rod to wreck a Ridley from Metroid. Just all this really wild stuff. And all this is happening on the living room floor where there's a giant Nintendog staring down you. Failuristically. I hate that. It's trophy so much. <laughs> but it's so adorable. But I hate it so much. <laughs> And a good point about these stages, too, is that a lot of them, they are not going to just stay the same. Mm -hmm. They're not just like flat battlefields. Although you can have it that way, which, again, playing into that customization thing. If you want something more of like a tournament style, like yeah. nothing interfering with the game necessarily. Yeah, straight flat stage. Yeah, exactly. You've got that on every stage. That can become that. Mm -hmm. But many of the stages, by default, they are going to morph. They transform. They've got background elements. They're going to just totally screw up whatever plans you had and turn the tide of battle, and suddenly you're in the lead when your opponent was, like, two stocks above you. Yeah, and in this game, too, they added a feature where you can pick two maps and have right. one morph into another right after as well. So in addition yeah. to the stage hazards, um, the aesthetics will change along with it. Right, that's really pretty yeah. wild to even think, like, yeah. yeah, and it just happens when you don't expect it sometimes. I don't think there's a set, like, after one minute, it becomes the next stage, right, necessarily. Right, no. So, yeah, then you just factor in all the different items that they've got. There's almost a hundred different ones, in fact, that all are, like, references to old games or the characters that you're playing as. You know, you got the uh, Fire Flower from Mario, or you've got the Pokeballs, or you've got... Um, I don't know what else is there. There's the home like run the bat. home run bat, the beam saber, <laughs> uh, all sorts yeah, of things. A lot. There is a lot, and then you mention also the trophies, trophies. in there, right? Or yeah, the, assist, assist, trophies. the, the assist trophies, yeah. Yeah, which are just if you thought like Rob and uh, Mr. Game and Watch were pretty obscure characters. Check a look at some yeah, of those. These are the more obscure like, characters that couldn't be made into fighters. Exactly. Basically, yeah. yeah. And many of them are just like, wait, who is that? Huh? I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. Especially the spirits, too. Like the spirit oh, right, things that you get. Right. That's There's, a whole other <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A whole other thing. There are so many things I've never seen before, and I would have to just do a quick wiki and probably still not find a lot on them, but somehow, oh, yeah. like, there was someone that was a big fan of this one tiny little character. Yeah, my, most of those come from, like, games that were only released in, in Japan, Japan like yep. in the early 90s or something <laughs> like just the most obscure thing you can think of for real yeah yeah I love it there's basically every time you play this game although the style is going to be the same right it's still a fighting game right but it's going to be a different fight every single time Unless you set it up to be the same fight, right? Uh, <laughs> no items. That's right. Brandon hates fun over here. Yeah, Brandon hates fun. That's the best <laughs> rule set, though. <laughs> yeah. Three stock, no items, flat stage. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. it. That's yep. it. Pure skill. Skill only. Skill Pure only. Skill. So yeah, Steve, it's a fighting game at heart, though, right? You've got mm. you've got life that you've got. Although it's not exactly, you can't set it up that way where you've got stamina, right? It starts at like a certain yeah. HP. Yeah, I think you can start. Yeah, it's at whatever HP you want. But generally, you have a zero percent, and the more percent damage that you rack up, the more easy it is to get launched off the stage, and your opponent tries to launch you to your death, basically, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And some moves do different amounts of damage, of course, just like you'd expect in fighting games. There's certain ones that are iconic, like the smash attacks that everyone has. You can yeah. hold this attack, and it deals more damage the longer you hold it. Or you've got the final smashes, which is a, like there's a cutscene basically, every time. And every character has their own. Uh, your opponents are just going to, yeah, respawn again very shortly, though, once you destroy them. And then uh, they're ready for another fight. So it's just this kind of constant back and forth. But... Talking about that customi customization again, even further when it comes to the battle, think about this, all right? You can change, like, the field to become this poisonous gas cloud. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. You can have, you know, taking damage all the time. You could turn your opponents into giants. You can turn your opponents into metal. You can turn your opponents into giant metal. Uh, <laughs> you can make them super fast. You can make them super slow. slow. Like, yeah, there's Whatever so many options. Yeah. Do you hate certain items and you just really feel like this is screwing you up and you want to beat up your friends? Like, turn off those items and don't tell them about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or but, you could even turn off specific items. Like, yeah. that might be what you were saying. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Basically, super specific, specific ones. ones. Yeah. Do you like Pokeballs a lot? Do you want to just see what all the different kinds of Pokemon they have in this game? Make sure that they've got double the spawn rate. And yeah. there you go. Pokeballs for days. And they even differentiate normal Pokeballs and Master Balls for, like, legendary right. versus non-legendary. Right. That yeah. used to not be the case. It, yeah. I think Smash 4 they had that, but before that, yeah, it wasn't there. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, really, like, you can even make your own character, though. 
I, oh, the Mii Fighters. I, I have not played around with the Mii Fighters a lot. Have you guys? No, my friend likes to make a lot of them or get them online. And so he has a lot of them. Um, I'm trying to think of one that he made that's really, really good. Well, there, there's a oh, lot man. that you can do because, well, to start, the base things you can do are there's a brawler, a sword fighter, and a, and gunner. a gunner. So um, he he did a black dynamite one for a brawler, which oh, was hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, and then you can. Um, I don't know if you can download me fighters that have been made. You mm, were able to, I think, in Smash Four. Yeah, I'm that's not what sure I about Ultimate. I think that's how he got some of it too. Okay, yeah, that or he just found it online and just copied the specs, copied the yeah. template and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's like a ton of customization with that. I think just to make my roster select screen full, I made uh, three of yeah. them, but I haven't played with them really. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Just the fact that you can make your own though. Exactly. Still pretty dang mm-hmm. neat. I'd really say that if there's anything that's missing here, there is not quite the level of like a Super Mario Maker build your own stage sort of thing. Yeah. They had that in four. Was that they had it they? in I believe four and Brawl. Bra. Yeah. Had they had it. they had they had map creators there, but they took it out on this one. Okay. Yeah. I remember because I think for Brawl we had a stage called Basketball, which was just a giant rectangle stage with two hoops on the end. With, and a bunch of lava and, and a bunch of lava spikes everywhere. So you just try to grab grab your opponent and toss them into the, oh, to the oh, ring so they no. die. Yeah. yeah. So that was really fun. Oh, sometimes. Yeah. See so much creativity with that. But <laughs> there you go. But not anymore. So really that's the only thing that I'd say is missing here uh when it comes to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. But like still, you've it's got hundred and three different yeah. stages. Like there's still so much. Um anything that you guys feel was kind of missing in this game? Mm, well maybe not missing but i think things that um they maybe reacted from smash 4 in the way they were supposed to but maybe too far Hmm. so they're in terms of gameplay specifically so there's um i was telling you guys about this earlier but there was a big issue in smash 4 where where you were in the air you could just hit the shield button and you would be able to dodge attacks in the air repeatedly as many times as you could without any real penalty. Mm. Um, So in this game, they said, okay, well, we'll put some lag when you shield and only let you do it once. But the amount of lag when you shield in the air is like way too long. So if you do it when you're off stage, even on accident, you're pretty much dead. Mm. So um, that's a complaint that one of my friends who's played the whole series for, you know, super... uh, super intently he said that's like a big big drawback because he thinks smash 4 is the best one so interesting yeah so there there's just a couple of gameplay things like that that they uh they messed with the launch rate is way uh stronger now like Mm. you get sent back really really quick and really really far um which to me makes the game faster but to other people is uh, they make it seem like it's unfair or they don't have enough time for the match and Mm. Yeah, so I think there's like small issues like that, but in terms of content overall, um, I think maybe the only thing is Alex mentioned it earlier, but in the single player, maybe having more cutscenes mm-hmm. and like a more cohesive story that kind of strings you along, maybe might be the only thing. But um, I, I'd say that's about it for me, at least what I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I I really don't have anything much to add to that. I think mm-hmm. you were pretty spot on. Because yeah. I'm, I'm more of a casual player with this anyways as well. So sure. even if I noticed anything, it wouldn't have bothered me too much. But I could see how, I guess, the fan base of this would get mad over this. Yeah. Since it's been pretty rampant, a lot of the Smash community tends to favor the melee mechanics. Mm, right, right. So, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that's just more because it's been... It's still in tournaments as, like, a featured game. That right. game came out in 2001. Yeah. So that that's what most people are used to. Like people still play this game with GameCube controllers, which when was the last game for GameCube made? Like 2006? Yeah. Something it's been like a that. While. So I mean, they had to put a GameCube controller production back in for Smash because yeah. of this. Yeah. They also make so money, mean. so whatever. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think that it's necessarily cuz I think from what I've heard from the pros, it's not that the GameCube controller is inherently better than the other ones, but it's just what people have been raised on. It's been, it's known. about the feel, yeah. It's yeah. More, you're more used to that. Right, yeah, right, right. Some, totally some will try and argue that it is better for one reason or another, but I think like 90% of it is just that they've been playing on it for 18 years at this point. Yeah, so. for sure. They're just used to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when it comes to, we were just talking kind of about like the casual side of things, and that's where I come from too. I've never played in any competitions mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. I've watched 
them, mm-hmm. but I've never myself entered and nor do I intend to necessarily. But it's hugely popular. This game is immensely popular amongst casual crowds and amongst the pros as well. It is the most pre-ordered game on the Switch as of right now and the most pre-ordered game in the history of all of Super Smash. The reasons, pretty obvious. As Sakurai himself said in the original announcement, everyone is here. Everyone is here. They've got everyone. Of course yeah. it's going to be the most pre-ordered. Like, if you wanted to play a character that hasn't been seen in, in years and years on Smash and they took out, the that person is here. And they've yeah. got their stage and they've got their music. And it's, yeah, there's even Echo Fighters, you know? Like, if you wanted <laughs> to play as Dark Samus because you're such a huge Metroid fan, there's now Dark Samus. Dark, all of Dark Samus's skins, by the way, that, like, uh, the costumes you can pick for are amazing. Like, yeah. by far, she has the highest rate of... Uh, like highest average rate of good uh, costumes, I would say. Sure, which sure, is sure. like just that alone is, makes her worth uh, being added in there. There you go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Maybe the people who are like, you know what, Princess Peach is a pushover. I want to play Daisy. Now oh, you yeah. can play as Daisy. Like yeah. they got these yeah. people in here. I think my friend did exactly that because he didn't really <laughs> like Peach too much. So we, when he tried Daisy, like, all right, I'm all in on Daisy. There yeah. it is, all in. There oh, we go. Oh, her yeah. moves are actually good. There we <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah, so everyone loves this game. It is very, very popular amongst all sorts of crowds, and that's it's really great. It's great to see that the that the reception was so good into what is pretty much the ultimate, the definitive edition of Smash. When it comes to, let's see, we talked a little bit about the spirit board already uh, and how you get these trophies, and basically they come from special missions and stuff. I think there was one I heard about that was supposed to be like the spirit of Rayquaza, the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's like a dragon, and you're supposed to fight against a giant version of Ridley that's like mm, in yeah. the sky or something. I forget. Some some little like creative things that it, you need to kind of know where it came from to, to kind of grasp, which is pretty neat. So that was a cool addition, I think, overall. Did you guys have fun with the spirit? mode that you yeah played? i played a little bit of it and it is really fun to see all the theming and care they put into each challenge yeah and it's really challenging if again you're a casual player yeah so like that's why i didn't get too far in as sure. well yeah. um and then even the challenge the spirit board itself which is just the individual challenges on the board and not through uh, world of light has been pretty fun because that that rotates quite um frequently and also i think on a weekly basis sometimes also themed because I think glass, oh, yeah. like last week was like glasses themed characters. Oh really? Oh, I missed that? And then, no. and then coming up will be like another set of char- certain themed characters. That's so, so like, cool. So there's like even like sub themes within these like um like uh, mission themes. Damn. Yeah, that's like an that's cool, like yeah. an MMORPG type of way to go about it. Like your dailies and your weeklies yeah. and your which yeah. is the, which is a good way to go with this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's coming good. back for sure. And you even get to see the little timer on the the spirit. Board yeah, like how long will they be up for until until it rotates? Yeah, yeah. There's a handheld mode now. So, like, Alex was a huge fan of the music, right? One of the things you can do with the Switch being the way that it is, you can just turn off the screen and play music, like your own custom mm-hmm. playlist of all the music. And just carry around so. a giant iPod <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> it's rather yeah. large. Yeah. It's rather I, large. You could do it on, um, you could do something similar with Smash for 3DS. Mm. There was a similar feature where you could just start playing the soundtrack and then close the clamshell and it oh, would okay. keep playing. Yeah. Nice. So, I think, I think they probably saw that a lot of people were. We're into that function, so they kept it for this one. That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. And now when it comes to the cast itself, so we've already kind of mentioned most of these characters, but Splatoon Inklings, Ridley, Dark Samus, Richter, Simon Belmont, King K. Rule, Isabel, Incineroar, Ken from Street Fighter, Princess Daisy, and Krom from Fire Emblem are all brand new characters to the series, if not also Echo Fighters, meaning that they have similar, almost exactly the same movesets, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just are kind of like really cool. Their own unique character instead of being just like an alternate costume of. Mm-hmm. And then they also get their own alternate costumes like Brandon mentioned. Uh, and then we've got the DLC characters that's going to round out this cast to about 74-ish plus. So, yeah, this is like the largest roster I think I've ever seen in a fighting game. I think it... I, so there's like a couple of obscure like Japanese anime fighter type games that Ooh. have just massive rosters. And if you exclude Mugen... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no Mugen here. No. Um, when's the Mugen episode of Lag Radio? No, uh, never, no. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, never. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's like a couple things like that, and some Dragon Ball Z games. I think I've yeah, had like gigantic ones. rosters, hmm. but this is the this is made. the biggest one in terms of like your core, like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, like big fighters. This is by far the biggest one. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Even like topping MVC two. I yeah. how many oh, that yeah. had, but that had a lot. That that yeah. was a loaded 
roster there. And that game took you for a ride, is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it really it had, did. It had to be done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be a future episode yeah. as well. And we'll oh, just yeah. we'll sing it. We'll sing it for the crowd for like <laughs> two minutes at least. <laughs> Take you for a ride. The same two seconds over and over again for two hours. <laughs> that was the best though. <laughs> it it was. was the best. Yeah. Um, okay, how do we feel about online? Did we play that? I played a little bit. It is not that great mm. because we learned that it was still client sided. Mm. Sided, so it was whoever hosted the matches. Yeah, would would um determine the connectivity because it would still be really laggy. Yeah, and you think since they switched over to a premium service, they would try to put a bit more effort over there. But I I'm pretty disappointed in the in how it was like treated. And they're Nintendo. Yeah, like, yeah. they have the money. This yeah, is Smash. The, the that's the thing about Nintendo though is that they're notoriously behind the rest of the games industry in terms of um not. Well, technology too, yeah. but just the way the industry kind of evolved. Right, like the Wii w- didn't have HD at all, and that was when Xbox 360 and PS3 had HD on them. Right. Um, so that was a big deal at that time. And Nintendo, like even back in that day, we did have online play, but it was just awful. Like right. playing Brawl on that. Like if you oh, think no. Ultimate was oh. is bad now, Brawl back in the day was awful. Um, but I I tried to play because I think Henry, you played with like friends when you played online. Yeah. Right? So I tried to go into more of the um, like playing against other people competitively um, online mode. And it was like I would play a couple matches where it was fine, but there was a little bit of lag, but it was pretty much playable. Like, it was totally fine. And then I would play three or four games in a row where it was just like it was the slowest garbage. Yeah, it was. Yeah, awful. it's not good. Like and then like you mentioned, Nintendo Nintendo is on a premium service now for um, for online play. Like you have to pay to play it now. Before it was just free, um, but we, me and Henry, are doing the family plan thing. So it costs like, was it three bucks a year, or four three, bucks, three a year bucks a year, or something? If we split it up, like with all the people who are in right, the, yeah. So it's like much. they are offering it at a discounted price, but it's still like Even if you're charging then, people, you got to make some kind of effort because yeah. it's it's not in a great state right now. Now, did you guys play over Wi-Fi or did you try hardwired connection? I tried Wi-Fi um, and then my friend had the hardwired. Mm. And when he would host, it would be a little more stable, but it, there was still like some lags. Yeah, to yeah. for me it was uh, Wi-Fi, so. Uh, yeah, because he bought, he bought an Ethernet adapter specifically for this to try out and yeah, yeah it's geez. not good. Yeah, a ton of like YouTubers and pro players have that adapter and so. And then what's cool is that Ultimate has a feature called Elite Smash. So when you win a few games with the same character on online play, you'll unlock Elite Smash. And in Elite Smash, you can only use the characters that you've um, beaten general matches with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so if you win like five matches online with Ridley, then you can use Ridley in Elite Smash, but no other characters type of a thing. Oh. So that kind of helps a bit because then people realize, okay, these are people that are going to play for a while or they usually have better connection and they're more dedicated to it. Um, so YouTubers and things like that have said it is like the amount of good matches they have goes from about 50% to maybe 75%. So it does help a bit That's to kind of categorize it, but it's still better, like, it should still be in the 90. Of, yeah. yeah. It should be like in the 90, 95% like like range. Like less than 5% or right. 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 Yeah. Cause True. cause you look at other ecosystems like PlayStation and Xbox and they've pretty much figured it out. Like, like you just, just think about like Fortnite on those systems, like, there's a hundred people in that game, and there's no lag at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's kind of the, just the Nintendo way. They've always been very conservative yeah. when it comes to some of these changes that mm-hmm. have that have been implemented. They've not been ahead of the time. They've been well. I they've mean, not even been with the time. <laughs> but it's so interesting because they came out with the the first real like commercial 3D without using glasses. Right? That was a pretty right. big. They're deal. good with that's innovation, true. but yeah, keeping update with like the current technologies. A bit where they're lacking. Yeah, because the because the thing about that uh that 3D uh on the 3DS or whatever like that was cool at the time, but then the screen was 240p, mm. or or it might have been even less. It might have been like 144 yes, or something maybe. like that. <laughs> I, it was it's a trash screen, it, and it's it's just awful. And at the same time, the Vita was out, and I think it ran 720, right? Like it was it, yeah, was, it was pretty decent, good. It was a decent it was machine. Gorgeous, yeah. yeah. Um, it's dead now. Hey, because it didn't have many hey, games. Hey, but yeah, Vita's still alive. And <laughs> you better watch Vita it. Vita means life. <laughs> I think I heard a report recently, just to go on a tangent, that they are. Uh, Sony said that one of the games coming out for Vita soon is like the last official game for Vita. I, I think it's this year and like a couple months. So 
officially rip in peace, Vita. Thanks for crushing my dreams. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, no. Well, yeah. So you that you had evening. fun playing oh. Persona Four Golden and nothing else is hey, what uh, hey, is hey. what I'll leave it at. <laughs> there was Hatsune Miku. All right. Oh, there there were some other RPGs. There's some, there's some good stuff. Yeah, the Vita is perfect for JRPGs, and that's don't true. you forget. Yeah, yeah right. I would much yeah. rather play a JRPG on a Vita than a 3DS. But, <laughs> but that's a discussion for another day. But that's another episode. Yeah, for yeah sure. that's another episode. Well. Smash Ultimate, is there anything left for us to say? Any final thoughts carrying the legacy, carrying the torch of Smash since 1998? Man, I just, I hope Sakurai's okay. That's <laughs> oh. like, that's my main thing. I need to rest. Okay. I think he he's does. done now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I need him to go on vacation for a while. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing I'm worried about with Sakurai is that they have, so they've announced Piranha Plan and Joker. Yep. And I think they're going to announce four more characters. Should be. So I think Joker has been announced to release sometime this year but like late this year hmm. is is I think what I heard. So there's a pretty big gap in between characters. So if you split that over four characters, maybe they're all in development at the same time. Maybe. But if you split that up over four characters, that's another two-ish years. And yeah, uh, and at that point Sakurai, for... yeah, at that point Sakurai might start going crazy and developing the next smash. Uh. So <laughs> it's like you got to give him a break cuz I think he went into this game trying to make it the final one, the ultimate one, and be done. But I think something about this series is, like, he'll just never, he'll never give it up. Like, he'll never stop making it kind of a thing. So we'll see what happens. But that that's literally the uh, the aftermath of what I'm thinking about. Like, everything people wanted in Smash, I think, is here. Mm. Like, I, I don't think there's anything lacking. Maybe more cutscenes in single player, but yeah, that, that's about it. And online that's functional. And online. But, yeah, I but that's a Nintendo thing, I think. Yeah, more that's than, a Nintendo yeah, thing. Smash. And I hope it'll get better with time. So I, oh so God. that's not really a, a Smash thing, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Actually, I, I think on that matter, uh, Splatoon usually runs fine, right? Splatoon's okay. Um, I, when, I had, when I played it, it was um, stable, but that was before I was on the, uh, on the online service. Uh, it was and just free. When I switched time. it over, it's probably just the same. But the problem there is they won't let you group together to play casuals. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Or the ranked matches. So how it works is the the first um, online match mode is the the uh, turf war, which is like the free play sort of um right. just casual type. And then once you play a certain amount of that, you get into ranked matches. Oh, so it's um, like elite smash. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you play those, you, you think you'd be able to group group together to uh, rank, but no. You have to unlock that to get what's called league, which either duels or quads, and there you're allowed to group up and play together, which is a whole extra level. Yeah. So you what? have to go through two different game online game modes to get to that to be able to play with friends, which is ridiculous. I mean, you could party together, and um and go into those um the turf wars, but it's not guaranteed you're in the same teams. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Which so, is the yeah, worst that's part. That's not good. Yeah, because it, right. it's not just the connection that's bad for Nintendo Online. It's like it's the, how they pair up and like the matchmaking yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like the user it's interface and sounds like a Nintendo thing. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Henry is. What are you thinking about Smash Ultimate on the whole? Uh, I mean, right now, as I see, it's the perfect Smash as it is. Yeah. I don't. I mean, patches and stuff will will um will, will tweak it, make it even more, I guess, quote unquote, perfect as we say. Mm. Yeah, I think everything has been covered but knowing the smash community there's always something to complain about (laughs) which will always which always will always drive sakurai mad yeah it was like before smash 4 people were like let's we need bayonetta in there bayonetta's in there then it's like okay we need king k rule in there he's in there now people are like let's have sans from undertale yeah (sighs) and gino from mario rpg that'll never die and waluigi and (laughs) He's already killed Waluigi and made him into chairs. That's Leave true. Him alone. That's true. <laughs> Why are you? Are Waluigi originated from a Mario Tennis game, man? That doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't need to be a character. But, uh, my but for thought, the memes. For the he memes, does, though. For the memes. It. But where do? How can we follow this up? I just can't imagine <sighs> that's the, the next thing. Smash yeah. can function and be great and have less characters, less stages, less music. Maybe still has World of Light or some sort of thing similar or a spirit board and all that. But how do you follow this up? I think that there's no way to just do an ultimate two. Right. The The only thing I can think is maybe to do um like how the more recent Mortal Kombat and, and Justice games do. Mm. Where it's like, a, um, like an in-depth story and it's you're following certain characters and going on. And it's... Um, 
basically cutscene fight, cutscene fight, cutscene fight, like okay. just back mm-hmm. in going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that where it's super single player focused, but also still keeps the normal smash modes that are there um, for multiplayer. Maybe that could be something they do, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really see them being able to to backtrack from here. So sure, yeah. I don't know. Either way, we'll be here, we'll be waiting, we'll be seeing oh, yeah. what Sakurai is up to, what shenanigans he's going to be up to Shit. until he collapses and passes out. Oh, God. He probably has done that a lot of times during his <sighs> development, which is sad. It is but, sad. But he's proud of the product, and it's and it's a good product. The worst thing would be is if he worked that hard and the game was just awful. Right. Yeah. Luckily, it's not. Luckily, so, it's not. Luckily, it's not. Well, let's jump into some more music. We can finish off this night with the uh, last couple of songs. So we'll listen to the main theme of Luigi's Mansion. Have to have a throwback to a previous oh, yeah. lag episode. Oh, yeah. We'll listen to Bomb Rush Blush, which is an Alex request. And yeah. uh, I think we're going to wrap it up with the Battle Trainer Pokemon Sun and Moon hey. track Ooh. from Yasushi Asada. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine. If you want to call in now for your chance to win the Smash Badge, 949-UCI-KUCI, 949-824-5824. And I will be happy to take your call and let you know about all of the things Smash Badge related. You can win a copper, silver, or a gold-colored badge. You can pin it wherever you want. And uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook.com slash LagLifeRadio. Our Twitter is Twitter.com slash LagLifeRadio. Instagram is at DJ double underscore Marmar. I've currently suspended my Twitch streaming because I'm focusing on a lot of other things, especially lag-related. So, But look forward to that. Maybe in like March or so, we'll start that back up again. Twitch.tv slash DJ single underscore Marmar. Finally, our website, our main page, lagradio.kuci.org. And with that, Let's get back into the music, and then we will say our final goodbyes. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by Alex and Brandon, and we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You are listening to Lag Radio here with me, Marmar the Midboss. We are closing up shop this evening. I want to spend a couple of minutes to just really quickly thank our wonderful guests. We had Brandon in. Back hey. again. Hey, how's hey. it going? Thank you again so much for joining us once more. Mm-hmm. We'll get you on a su- super cool feature feature episode, probably on like Octopath or something, or oh, Persona ooh, 5. Yeah. Oh, Persona 5, I, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> just <laughs> lock me in now. Yep, yeah, there I'll it is. Be, I'll be there. Figure that. We'll, we'll be in talks. We'll be yeah, in talks. Yeah. Cool. Thank you again for coming in. And mm-hmm. Henry, first time ever. Mm. Welcome. Hope you had a fine time. Awesome. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, Alex, who's not in the room right now, but... Big, big thank you to Alex for once again joining. We haven't seen him in, uh, I don't know, a good month, month and a half or so. So good to have him as well. And thank you, everyone, for listening. So we are going to be back again in two weeks' time on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, of course, and on KUCI.org as well. We're going to be covering the next game, Horizon Zero Dawn, for the PS4 exclusive from, uh, actually, I forget what the company is that made it. Gorilla. Gorilla? Gorilla Studios, I think I they're think called. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds okay. Yeah. All right. They made Heveling Sword, right? Mm, I, yeah. They also made Killzone. Oh, really? Is that the same one? Dude. Yeah. Wow. That's... Gorilla made Killzone, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If that's the case, because I'm pretty sure, I've, if I recall, it was the same studio that did Heavenly Sword because they both had the long-haired Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking because they had similar. And the art style, oh, the graphics engines look pretty similar, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. They're both very, yeah. yeah. So, all right, all right. Maybe Gorilla was, like, spawned from a different company or something maybe. that used to make uh, Killzone. Maybe. Uh, maybe. We'll learn more about it in that yeah, episode. Yeah, it's Gorilla Games. Gorilla, Gorilla Games. Games. Yeah, How about go. that? All right. So, yeah, tune in in two weeks' time for Gorilla Games' episode on Horizon Zero Dawn for the PS4. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to check out our social media outlets, as I mentioned earlier, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar the Midboss. I've been joined by Brandon, Henry, and Alex, and we were Lag Radio.